Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DFS, D-Chin Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are back again. We are on to week 14. Maddie D is back from King of the Beach. Looks like he's got a nice suntan going. <laughs> I'm out there. But- it, actually, it actually wasn't even sunny. It was it rained the day we got there and the day we left, which is not very like San Diego, but it was fun. Well, that's all that, that's all that counts. At least a good time. Good experience. So, we are on to week 14, and this week is uh, much different than last week's slate, which really, I mean, looked fantastic, but didn't really quite pan out the way that we all kind of hoped it would. But this week is a little bit different with the with some of the totals here. Um, I mean, up top, you really have the Lions of the Vikings uh, game that has a 51.5 point total, and it's there's the next closest game is uh, really far down. I mean, you have to get to... I think it's the Bengals and Browns the game that's 46 and a half uh, is the next closest total, which is weird when you have a slate with the Chiefs on it, but they are playing against the Broncos, future defense. Then you have the divisional game of the Bills and the Jets, which only has a 43-point total. Uh, then you have the Eagles on, on this slate as well, but they're playing the Giants, and that's a 44-and-a-half total. So, uh, you know, this this slate just doesn't quite add up to what we, you know, we, you were hoping it to be, but... I think that's also maybe a spot just to get a little bit different, right? Because everybody is going to this this Vikings and Lions game. And if this game doesn't shoot out, this is the second game of a divisional game where we see a lot of different a lot of crazy things happen, where maybe it doesn't play play out as a way as people think that it will. So I do think there's some spots here that maybe we could attack some of these other games. So let's just get into it. Start at the quarterback position. We have Josh Allen, who's eighty three hundred, Jalen Hurts, who's eighty one hundred. Patrick Mahomes, who is 8K. And then you have Lamar Jackson, who I don't think plays, but he is at 7,400. Joe Burrow, who's 7K. Dak Prescott, 6,500. Deshaun Watson, 64. Geno Smith, the 62. Kirk Cousins, 61. And then from there, you have the 5K and below. I guess I will mention Jared Goff, because he's going to be pretty chalky as well, at 5,600. So, Maddie. Are you going to get, just going to eat the chalk and go all in on this lion of the Lions and Vikings game, or is there some other spots you want to attack? I think it's a definitely a game that is not going to disappoint completely. So I think fading that game completely is irresponsible on this slate because, because like you said, there's only one other game that's above a 45 total, and that's that's the Browns and Bengals. So just from an overall slate perspective. I just don't see a way that the Vikings and the Lions, you know, sh- play a 13 to 10 type of game here. Like, I think there's going to be points scored. And, and granted, it may not be the ceiling, you know, that the field that the field would be playing it for from an ownership perspective. But I just think the, there's going to be enough points scored where you have to have pieces from that game. So I wouldn't fade it completely, even if you're, you know, you want to attack other games from a game stack perspective. 
uh, I definitely would be cognizant of of getting exposure to that game. But yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> definitely on paper the best game to stack this weekend. And I mean, the court, both quarterbacks are cheap. I mean, Cousins is only sixty one hundred. We haven't seen a we haven't seen a ceiling game out of Cousins yet, but he's been pretty close to to having ceiling games. You know, he's missed the bonus a few times. Uh, he's only thrown a couple touchdowns in a few games, and you know, maybe it only takes one game where if, if he can put it all together. I mean, he does have thirty point upside, I think. So um, it'll be interesting to see where his ownership comes in. Uh, if he's one of the higher uh, owned quarterbacks on the slate, then you know that's a good spot where you can pivot to somebody like Dalvin Cook uh, and, and get leverage that way. But if if Goff is going to be the chalky quarterback after his big game last week, uh, then Cousins would be the the guy that I would be looking to uh, to play. But if golf's going to go overlooked, and you know, I, I listened to to you guys talk on the pod last week, and you guys pretty much took the words out of my mouth, is golf uh, golf plays so good at home, and the Lions just the Lions just score a ton of points at home, and the Lions games in general just score a ton of points at home. So um, it's it's really hard not to like the Lions pieces here. They finally priced up uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he's up at seventy eight hundred, so it's not as easy to fit him in. But I mean, you can still play golf with. Uh, you know, Amon Ra and Swift, who's less than 6K, and Goff is under 6K, and, and Amon Ra is under 8K. And, I mean, I could argue Amon Ra has a, has a similar ceiling to Justin Jefferson, he's $1,200 less. So, um, yeah, it's it's really hard not to like the Lions here. And Minnesota has been a very big pass funnel as well. Uh, they've been solid against the run, and they're absolutely abysmal against defending the wide receivers, which is – how Lions attack. And I mean, even DJ Chark, you know, we saw him last week, a couple, couple deep shots down the field to Chark. And I think Minnesota is the worst defense to opposing outside wide receivers. Uh, so that, you know, that's, that's big for Chark. I guess the only, the only potential thing for Chark would be how much run Jameson Williams starts to see as, as he gets his legs under him. But I think, you know, just having his second game back, I don't think he takes, takes a ton away from him. So it's definitely easy to stack up the Lions uh definitely easier than it is to stack up the Vikings but the Vikings have some cheap pieces too like Thielen's 4900 Hawkinson's 52 I know Justin Jefferson's up at 9k but I mean Cousins at 61 you know it's definitely an affordable game stack and I think that's why it's going to be so popular so um because of how cheap it is if you're even if you're not stacking it I think definitely getting exposure to it makes sense but if you're not playing that game uh Joe Burrow at 7k is probably the the highest price that I would go. Um, and yes, you can run all over Cleveland, but if that game were to turn into a shootout, uh, which is the second highest total game of the week, I would definitely want Jamar Chase. I would definitely want Joe Burrow and, and to stack up that Bengals side and run it back with a, a Cleveland piece going the other way. But my one concern there is Deshaun Watson looked really bad uh, last week. And I mean, I, I talked or we've talked about it, I think uh, before, but even in preseason, he was one for seven in his one preseason game that he played. He looked really bad in the preseason as well. So not playing football in 700 days. Uh, I just don't know if we're going to get, you know, the return to to normal Deshaun Watson that we have here. And he's got, you know, all this extra, all the extra, you know, things that are being focused on outside of just playing football that he hadn't had in the past. And there's just a lot going on with him. And the Bengals defense has actually looked pretty solid this year. I know they haven't played a ton of, really good quarterbacks, but I mean, even Mahomes last week, you know, he wasn't able to just do whatever he wanted like he normally can. So yeah, I I'm hesitant about that game shooting out more so than, than Minnesota and, and the lions. 
Um, outside of those two games, a game that's interesting to me that's two pass funnels, but I just don't know how it how it shoots out because I mean Tennessee is going to want to run the ball over and over again, but Tennessee and Jacksonville, uh, that's two defenses who are have been pretty good against the run and have been really really bad against the pass. We saw Jalen Hurts, you know, go to the air completely last week because of that. Uh, we saw, you know, Jared Goff just shredded the Jags and the Jags have been giving up a ton of production through the air. Um, the question is, what what are the pieces you play from those past games, right? Like, if I guess if if Trevor Lawrence sits, you can make a case for playing C.J. Beathard, uh, who's under 5K. He's 4,800. Because um, his he would be very easy to stack up uh, with Christian Kirk and, and Zay Jones or or Evan Ingram, um, and, and get exposure to the Jags that way against the Tennessee. And the question is, if, if Traylon Burks is out with a concussion, who would you run it back with on the other side? I guess it could be Oconquo uh, from the tight end position. Uh, he makes some sense. So there's definitely interest there. I mean, both Tannehill and Bethard or, or even Lawrence, they're all cheap QBs, and, and they're in very good, you know, facing very bad pass, pass defenses, so they're in very good matchups. Um, I don't think either team's going to be able to just run the ball, but it's just a, it just feels gross wanting to stack up that game. So I'm curious to hear where you're at. Those are the three games that that have you know kind of stood out to me, but it's not necessarily one outside of obvious the obvious spot of Minnesota and the Lions. I don't think there's one that really jumps off the page. It's just kind of these guys these spots could hit, but it's you know you're taking shots. I, I think whatever I mean. I- Listen, I mean, the, the Lions game and the Vikings game, and everything you said is absolutely true. It's a, it's a cheaper stack to get to outside of Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Brown. There's a lot of different pieces in that game you could get to. It is still a decently consolidated uh, in terms of uh, game, right? So there's a lot of different things. You know, the last time these two teams played, uh, the Lions pretty much took away Justin Jefferson in that game. They pretty much bracketed coverage in the whole game and said, you're not going to beat us, Justin Jefferson. Um, I'm not going to expect that the same exact thing to play out this time. But um, I, I do think that game does make a lot of sense. You want to get a lot of pieces to that game. But I think in terms of just uh, just getting the stacks, I think there are some other intriguing ones. Like one, I I really like the, the this Philadelphia side, right? It's become so easy to stack this team because we know where all the targets are going to. You have Jalen Hurts, obviously, and then uh, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Since Dallas Goddard's been out, it's been extremely consolidated. They, do, they don't throw the tight ends. They don't throw, even throw to the running backs that much. And so, really, it, it's, 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 such a, it's so easy to stack them now. They are expensive. I mean, Jalen Hurts is $8,100. Uh, then you have you know, um, A.J. Brown, who is $8K, and then Devonta Smith isn't too far off at 6,300. Uh, and so, but you can, if you want, I mean, you could stack all three of those guys. We've seen it before. We saw it last week. AJ Brown went off, but Devonta Smith wasn't far behind him either. Uh, he was also a great play. And so they just, each of them see a ton of targets. You have to go back to, I mean, really, if you look at Devonta Smith, he has seen eight, nine, nine, and eight targets over his past four games. And then AJ Brown, uh, very similar, 10, six, seven, Four, and then one of those games where he was banged up and he was dealing with an injury and then six. So uh, both these guys can absolutely smash. And so I like that stack of Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. I think it's a little bit different. And you don't necessarily need the Giants to bring it back. We saw it last week in, uh, you know, against the Titans where they just kind of crushed them and they threw the ball the whole time. They were smart. Now, in this this slate, I, this matchup, I think they can do both. If they want to run the ball, I think they can run the ball. The Giants are um, 28th and rush DVOA but they are also 25th in past DVOA over their last four games. 
So you could pretty much do whatever you want against that Giants defense. So I do like getting there. And then another, I think, really sneaky spot is going with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, if you look at it on the season, the the Broncos are fifth in pass DVOA. However, over the last four games, they are 29th in pass DVOA over the last four games. They have really fallen off in the passing game department. And we know this Chiefs, this Chiefs offense can put up points at will on anybody. And it sounds like they could be getting some pieces back. It's possible Kadarius Tony could return from this game. He's been getting in some limited practices. Uh, McCole Harden won't be back, but they'll still have Juju left, Travis Kelsey. And I just don't think there's anybody that's really going to play this Chiefs offense. And I think people are going to perceive this game as kind of gross and not really wanting to play it. And so I do think Patrick Mahomes at 8K and going it, whether you want to stack him with you know Travis Kelsey or like a Juju, or I think there's plenty of options here in this offense that you can stack with, and nobody's going to play this game. And when I, you know, when I can get Patrick Mahomes at uh, at such low ownership right now, he's coming in, uh, you know, roughly I think what one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh highest owned quarterback on the slate right now. Um, and, and so uh, I, I, what I'm looking at, so you know, I, I think I think that is a spot we can get different. Yes, it's an expensive stack, but I think what you can do with that Lions game is you could take a mini stack and go DeAndre Swift and Adam Thielen, right? Um, or you could go Hawkinson there and just and just kind of mini stack it, not full on game stack it, and attack some of these other games. And you know the Chiefs can drop forty points, and we're talking about a Broncos team that is as dysfunctional as possibly could be right now. Um, that so really, I, I do like. Uh, I think going there, I think that is a stack that I think we can definitely get to if you're wanting to uh, do that. And then you know maybe. Uh, uh, Tyler Huntley is also, I think, a spot. You know, he was a guy last year. I remember uh, having a lot of interest in him last year because you know he is similar to, and brings the, some of the similar things that Lamar Jackson does to the table. Uh, his ability to run the football. I mean, he. It, I think every game he started last year he had forty or more rushing yards in every single game. They're going to do similar things with him. They're playing Pittsburgh. It's not really a defense I'm overly concerned with. They can get after the quarterback, but uh, it's not it's not a defense that I'm uh, shying away from or thinking that you, know, you just can't uh, play anybody against them. So if you want, and we know how much he loves uh, Mark Andrews. We saw the same thing last year. Some of his best games last year, Mark Andrews came with Tyler Huntley. And so I think if you want to kind of go with a little stack here of that, and then you could possibly run that back with like a George Pickens or something like that. And again, another stack that I think you kind of look at here that is a cheaper stack. He's only $5,500. And I think his ceiling is much higher than that. I mean, he's a player that could get 70, 80 rushing yards in this game. And so I, I do like Tyler Huntley, I think, a fair, uh, fair amount as well as another place we could go to if you're wanting to kind of avoid that other game. Um, and then, you know, past that, you know, I do think Dak is in play at $6,500 against Houston. We know it's Houston's terrible. And we know this team can absolutely slay the Houston Texans. And the Houston Texans are missing a lot of their pieces. The only thing that would worry me in that game would be the 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 Cowboys just saying no, we're just going to run Zeke, we're going to run Pollard, and we're just not even going to worry about uh, you know really opening up this offense too much because if they're without Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, like who the hell are they throwing the ball to? Jordan Aikens yeah. and you know you're not worried yeah, about anybody you know on that team that doing anything. Poor Damian Pierce, you know, it's the last man standing uh, there in that that offense. So I think if you're wanting to get different. I, I think that is that that is kind of the avenues that I Yeah, I'll also throw in uh too one guy neither of us mentioned. If Kenneth Walker were to miss, Gino, I think Geno Smith uh becomes very interesting because the Seahawks just pretty much took to took to the air the whole game after Kenneth Walker left uh the game last week and Gino crushed, DK Metcalf crushed, 
Tyler Lockett crushed. I think they both got over the 100-yard bonus. I'm pretty sure both receivers did uh, last week. So that becomes a very, very, very concentrated offense. And I think, you know, if Kenneth Walker were to be out, the field's going to go to Travis Homer, who was the only guy that practiced today, because uh, DJ Dallas is still not practicing either from an injury that he sustained in that game too. So, you know, I think everybody would would load up the running back. And, and I just think that, you know, Seattle – could look to just throw the ball with the guy that's, you know, been winning them games this year. And that's Geno Smith. So I think Seattle and, and talk about concentrated offenses, right? It is, it is DK Metcalf and it is Tyler Lockett uh, that run that entire offense. So um, I think that one is very interesting if Kenneth Walker were to be out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think for, at least for DFS purposes, that's kind of what we're looking for, right? You want a more predictable, uh, you know, stack to go to, right? Uh, so you don't have to worry about the random one-offs that could possibly happen to you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some validity with that. And uh, I 100% think uh, Kenneth Walker is not playing. Uh, that's not happening. He's not, and, he and, hasn't. And on the, on the flip side of that game, too, like Carolina uh, should be able to run the ball as much as they want against Seattle. And Carolina wants to run the ball. So um, I just – I could see that game turning into a bit of a shootout because Carolina wants to be, play on the ground. They can do that against Seattle. Seattle's very, very bad against the run. Uh, and then, you know, on the on the flip side, if, if Walker's out, I mean, Seattle will have to throw. They, they don't have a choice. Yeah, and then I guess last, I don't know, we really didn't talk about it, but do you have any interest in Josh Allen against the Jets? Uh, against the Jets? I mean, he's $8,300, but uh, it is Josh Allen. He's the player that, you know, on the slate, he's right there with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, of guys who can just go nuclear. Uh, do you that, have any interest in that? That game, it just that game just feels like it's going to be low scoring to me. the The Bills' defense looked really good last week against New England, um, and I know it's New England, right? But they're starting to get healthy pieces back. Uh, the defense is starting to turn into more of of what it was last year, where it was the number one pass defense in the NFL. Um, I think Garrett Wilson's going to be popular from that game. That game just feels like a, I don't know, it just feels like more of a twenty to 20 to 10 or 20 to 13 type game for me. And I'm not paying 8K for a, a spot where I don't think the the QB can hit a ceiling. Now, granted, he did run for, I'm pretty sure Allen ran for like 80 yards against the Jets earlier this year once already against the same defense. So that is where his ceiling will come from. But I mean, I, I think you also need him to throw for close to 300 yards and three scores for him to be worth paying 8K for. It just feels like a slate where I'm going to pay down a quarterback, most likely. I think there's some solid options down there, and none of these high-priced quarterbacks are in absolute like ceiling spots. Like, yes, they can do well, but it's like I think doing well for them is like 275 and and three. But at 8K, I just don't think that's going to get me there. I think I can get a, Q, a cheaper QB that can match that. Yeah, I mean, even like Tom Brady's $5,600, and just like man, like. Feels it feels so incredibly cheap, but yeah. they are playing the 49ers. You know, I'm not willing to tempt that. I mean, the 49ers defense has been is Worf really still going to be out this week? Yeah, yeah, he's out. For yeah, like no, no, thanks. I saw what they did to Tua last week without his uh, his offensive line. Yeah, and so that's just what makes it tough to to even think about yeah. to, to getting to that spot, though. Um, Speaking of Brady, uh, it's funny. You know how they were down 16 to three, and then Brady came back and won the game. Well, the Rams were down sixteen to three. Now it's sixteen to ten. They're getting the ball back. What if? <laughs> what if they had the same exact scenario from from Monday night happen again on Thursday? That would be nuts. Sorry, we can go to, we can jump the running backs. That's all I have for QB. 
Uh, the only that there is one other one that I did want to hit on, or I guess two that I at least want to ask you about. Uh, one is Ryan Tannehill. He's fifty two hundred against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's past defense has not been very good this year. Is he a spot at fifty two hundred dollars? I know they really want to run the ball, uh, and that, that's really what they want to do. But is that any? Do you have any interest in, in going some uh, somewhere like that? Because right now in the season, especially over the last four weeks, Jacksonville's thirty first in past DVOA. But they're thirteenth uh, in rushing UA, so they've actually been better against the run uh, as recently. Um, he's only fifty two hundred dollars now. The, again, it's kind of an issue with him is you know if Traylon Burks happens to miss. I don't really think I I don't know if I'd want to play him because who are you going to stack him with? Like who are you playing? Who do you get excited about? You know, stacking him with if you were going to do that. And then the other guy uh, was Russell Wilson. Uh, I know Russell Wilson's been really bad when you play the Chiefs. You're forced to throw the ball a ton. But they're also look likely going to be without Cortland Sutton. So now, now you're looking at probably Greg Dulcich and Jerry Judy. Do you have any interest in that, or would you rather just play like a piece from that Denver uh, passing game versus actually playing Russell I, Wilson? Which is just absolutely insane that Russell Wilson is fifty one hundred dollars, and and if we're like he's drawing no interest from anybody. I am not playing Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, I will play CJ Beathard for 300 less if Trevor Lawrence were to miss before I played Russell Wilson. <laughs> yes. uh, and I am not kidding. That's how bad he's been. He's been awful. no, no but, doubt. I, but I, I did just, I just want to bring him up. But um, yeah, I, 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 um, I definitely really do like that, that Jacksonville, Tennessee game. And I think, I mean, it's like I said, it's, that's probably my third game on the list this week that I could see going, turning into more of a back and forth just because the production has to come through the air because neither team is going to have success on the ground. Um, I mean, the, t- the Titans are going to want to run the ball. The Jags will go to the air because that's what the defense is giving them. So I tend to lean on more of the side of play play the Jags pass game if you like that game a lot uh, because you know that the Jags will just throw because they the Jags have been like the Eagles where they're, they're, they're scripting their offense based on what the defense is allowing. So I could see the Jags, you know, if Lawrence plays or whether it's Bathard, just turning to the air and not running ETN into a wall over and over and over again. And, I mean, we know it's Christian Kirk. We know it's Zay Jones. Uh, or you can play Evan Ingram at tight end. And then on the other side, if, like you said, if Traylon Burks plays, he's the obvious play. But if not, you have the cheap you, – you, I like to play tight ends in my game stack if possible. Well, there's a cheap tight end on the Titans that in Oconquo – who's seen five targets in back-to-back weeks, he's $2,700. You could just attach him to your game stack. Uh, because, you know, if that game were to, to turn into a back-and-forth, it's likely because big plays are happening. And Okonkwo is a big play machine. I mean, he's an absolute freak at, at the tight end position. So, um, and if Traylon Burks misses, I mean, that's just another piece that they're missing on, to catch passes. So, um, yeah, I think that game is very interesting. That is, that is a game I'm probably going to mini-stack. Um, more so than go all in on it, but it's um, definitely on my list. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just go ahead and move over to running back then, because uh, I don't think there's any really other quarterbacks we want to play. Um, actually, you know, we spent a lot of time on this. Just who are your top three quarterbacks you're looking to play? Let's just do that. I'll say which whoever is lower between Golf and Cousins will be one. Then I'll say Lawrence or Bethard will be my number two whoever starts there and my number three would probably be oh Geno Smith I like that uh, so I would go Kirk Cousins and then I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes and then I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts obviously 
you know, two of those feel like low hanging fruit, but I do like both of those. Um, and I, I think they're going to come in cheaper than they should. And, but I do agree with you, uh, that Geno Smith, that, that, that game looks, does look pretty tasty as well. So, um, anyways, okay. So let's go over to running back. We have Christian McCaffrey, 8,500 Saquon, who's 8k Derek Henry, 7,900 Nick Chubb, 7,800 Dalvin Cook, who's 7,300 Joe Mixon, who is back this week, 6,900, uh, Tony Pollard is 6,700. I don't, it's not, it's just not more expensive enough. He should be even cheap, more expensive than that. Uh, Travis Etienne, 64. Samaj P. Ryan is 63. But like I said, Joe Mixon is back. Miles Sanders is 62. Zeke, 61. Damian Pierce is 6K. And then Jamal Williams is under that. And DeAndre Swift are both 59 and 58. So at running back this week, Joe Mixon feels like such an easy play to get to. He's probably going to be chalky, but he's back. He's $6,900. He gets a fantastic matchup against one of the worst run defenses in the league um, on the season. They are 29th in rush DVOA. They are just atrocious against the run. And then you get Joe Mixon here, who is back from a concussion. So, um, you know, I think he makes so much sense if you're wanting to pay up a little bit. And it's not even that expensive. He's $6,900. He has a massive ceiling. If he can hit it, I think Tony Pollard is 100% in play right below him at 6,700. Um, and then uh, DeAndre Swift, we've talked about him a ton, but he looks like he might be back. I think at 5,800 are the three guys that I am looking at the most here at running back. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, Mixon and Pollard uh, look like the two two highest priced guys that I would like to play outside of uh, if you wanted to put if Dalvin's coming in unowned from that Minnesota Detroit game. I, I think Dalvin at 7,300 is definitely in play. I'm not sure that he buries you if you don't play him, but he's good leverage uh, in that game. Um, if you're stacking it up and like, let's say you play golf on, on the Detroit side and uh, you can run back, run it back with Dalvin instead of Jefferson and make yourself unique that way. So I think Dalvin's interesting, but he's not going to be like somebody I start my build with. Um, but yeah, Mixon and Pollard Pollard's too cheap. I mean, we talk about Pollard, you know, even in the weeks where Zeke is out, uh, Pollard doesn't get, you know, 25 to 30 touches. He just absolutely smashes on on his on his 15 touches that he gets. And and I think that's what he's going to do here. I don't mean to interrupt you, but the, Did they Rams, score? the Rams just score with nine seconds left. Uh, it's literally the same exact as uh, as Monday night. 16 to three and come back and win. That is absolute nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, I really like I really like Swift as well. Uh, I played him last week in the King of the Beach. I was the only person that had Swift uh, in that tournament. And he did really well. He got 20 touches. Uh, I think he's finally back. Last week was the first week since week one that he was not on the injury report. Uh, I don't believe he's on the injury report this week. Uh, yeah, he practiced in full uh, today. So that's good. Uh, yeah, 5,800 seems too cheap for a guy that's going to see eight, six to eight targets in a, in the highest total game of the week. So yeah, I really, really, really like Swift at 5,800. I think that's too cheap. Uh, and then if you are playing Geno Smith, uh, like I said, Carolina should have a ton of success running the ball uh, against Seattle. Uh, and both Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard are both really cheap and, and should be the main, main pieces of that Carolina offense. So I think both of those guys are interesting in game stacks, but that's probably where where I'll leave it. I won't I won't have interest in them as as one off pieces. I think running back straightforward. I don't think there's a ton of other guys. I mean, I guess you could you could maybe sell me on Miles Sanders or Zeke just because of touchdown equity in in good rushing matchups. But 
the volume just isn't there for those guys. So I think if you're not wanting to play at the high, the you know, in the high price guys, one, I don't really want to play Dalvin Cook. I don't, I, the the Lions have been really good against running backs. Like it's now like, and people just don't aren't really seeming to catch on. Like the Lions over the past like month and a half have pretty much shut down every single running back they've played, and we're talking about like some elite running backs in here. We're not talking about just a you know a, just some random you know running backs whatever. They shut down Saquon. Aaron Jones did nothing against them. Like a lot of running backs have come in here, and just none of them do anything against them. So uh, I'm not all that high on Dalvin Cook. And then they're also he's not seeing goal line opportunities. They're they're giving them to Alexander Madison, which is weird. Once they get down there, so he so you know and, and so for me, uh, I won't have any Dalvin Cook. I know this is a good game script and everything else, and you know the back and forth fair, but I just won't play it. Like if I if if I'm at that spot, I'll play Joe Mixon all all day over him. Um, you know, even Derrick Henry. You know, we've seen him in the past. You know, obviously, absolutely annihilate the the Jaguars, but it's a little bit different of Jaguars team. But still, he's seventy nine hundred dollars. Saquon Barkley is uh, coming in right now, completely unowned uh, at the looks like less than five percent ownership. Uh, he's eight K. Uh, yes, he's a little bit more expensive, obviously. But um, now down here, if, you're, if we're getting a little bit lower, one you brought up one of the Miles Sanders. Absolutely love him at sixty-two hundred dollars. Again, if you don't want to stack up, you know, with with Hertz or uh, you know the pass catchers, going with Miles Sanders is also a really smart play because the Giants also struggle against opposing running backs. And, and so I do think Miles Sanders is only sixty-two hundred dollars. Uh, he is somebody that has uh, he's top ten in red zone touches on the season. Uh, he has nine touchdowns on the year. He's averaging almost 20 touches per game. And so for him, this is a pretty good spot for him to, to be able to attack with him. And so he's $6,200. I, I really like that. Um, I think people are going to be overlooking him in this spot. And then if you're wanting to get down here in this the, the 5K range, we already talked about DeAndre Swift. We don't say anything more. Love DeAndre Swift. I think Isaiah Pacheco is definitely in play against this, this Broncos defense. They are much more middle of the road in terms of, of running backs. And so. Um, I think Isaiah Pacheco at $5,700, he's really started to overtake this offense now uh, recently over the past four weeks. He has 16, 15, 22, and 14. Uh, and, you know, if they do decide not to open up the offense as much, uh, I think, you know, we saw uh, like against the Rams a few weeks ago where he had 22 carries in that game. He's only $5,700. I do like Isaiah Pacheco quite a bit. And then I think if you want uh, Rashad White at $5,500, I know San Francisco has been really good, but I don't think they necessarily just, you know use him as a runner. I think you see something what we see the last couple of weeks and utilize him as a pass catcher out of the backfield. He saw eight targets uh, last week um, against the Saints, uh, another really good run defense, uh, eight targets in that game, six carries, 41 yards, and he found the end zone. Uh, so I do think Rashad White is kind of a, a in play here at $5,500. Uh, he's just a little bit too cheap. Uh, there as well. And then you brought up a running back in that game. I think you said Chuba Hubbard, but I actually really like Deonta Foreman. Yeah, I said um, both of them. Yeah, Foreman's questionable is the only reason I mentioned Chuba. I think he plays. He's limited. Yeah. I think he already said earlier that he was planning yeah, on And they're playing. coming off a bye too, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I think Deonta Foreman would be the guy that I want to play. It's, it's a little bit more game script dependent with him. But if you look at it, so since week seven, he is third and uh, he is uh, since week seven. He is third in rushing yards among all running backs. Third in attempts, seventh in touchdowns. He's eighth in yards after contact per attempt and seventh in missed tackles forced uh, since week seven. Seattle is twenty fourth in rush DVOA. They allow the seventh most rushing yards, the sixth most touchdowns, and the third most DK points to running backs. 
So I really like Deonta Foreman at his price. He's only $5,400. That is incredibly too cheap for him. We've seen him have some uh, some pretty big games so far since taking over for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he had 19.5 against Tampa Bay. Then he had 34.8 against Atlanta. Uh, and 22 again against Atlanta. Then uh, 14.3 against Denver uh, just a couple weeks ago before they went on by. So I think Deonta Foreman is also in play if you're wanting to pay down at running back. I think that is another spot you can look at because that is too cheap uh, for somebody, I think, that has 20 to 25 carries in him. I mean, that game could turn into that first Carolina-Atlanta game where it was 37-34. Uh, definitely in the range possibility for sure, I think. And, I mean, Foreman had uh, over 100 yards and two touchdowns in, in a shootout. So, I, I just think if if Carolina's forcing a shootout, it's because their running backs are having a big day. Yeah. It's not going to be because of Sam Darnold. <laughs> More than likely not, but um, I think for me, but I will say, I mean, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, they're chalk. They're going to be chalky, um, but as we've seen this year, it's it's okay to eat some chalk, all right? Yeah. Like, good man, they're in good matchups. Like, uh, I'm not going to shy away from Tony Pollard or not play Joe Mixon just because of their perceived chalkiness. Like, I think Joe Mixon's probably going to hit 20-plus percent ownership. I think you see Pollard come in somewhere probably that, you know, 15 to 20% range. DeAndre Swift is probably going to be chalky as well because of his price tag and what he did last week. I think all of those guys are going to be pretty chalky. Um, do you have any interest in Zeke as well at 6,100? No, I just – I don't think his ceiling's there. Like, if you look at his game logs, because uh, I was looking at him. So we always talk about, you know, trying to go for guys that are scoring points before getting touchdowns. Zeke has eight touchdowns this year. And I mean, if you look at his game logs in the games that he scored touchdowns, I mean, 18 with a touchdown, 16 with a touchdown, 17 with two touchdowns, 17 with two touchdowns, 15 with one touchdown, seven without one, 10 without one. It's like he's going to score like eight to 10 points without any touchdowns. And if he doesn't find the end zone, which I mean, you could argue he could easily score against Houston, but I mean, it could be also be Pollard two or three times from, from range instead of at the goal line. But if, if Zeke doesn't find the end zone, he kills your lineup. Uh, you're, you're literally looking at eight points because he is not involved in the pass game. He's only going to run the ball 15, 15-ish times. Um, yeah, I, I'm out on Zeke. He's been running too hot with the touchdowns. Yeah, okay. I just, I just thought I'd bring him up. Um... I wish they would price him at like 5K so then it would be tempting. Because, I mean, his ceiling is like, his ceiling is literally less than 20, but at 5K I'd pro- against Houston, I'd probably click his name. Yeah, or would you consider playing them both? If he, if they were cheaper, yeah. Because they, I mean, literally all of Dallas's production could come from the ground this game. I mean, how how's Houston going to score points? They're, they're not. So it's like Dallas is going to have the ball. They just scored 54 points uh, last week in a similar style game against Indy. And it's like, and Indy has a much better defense. Than yeah, like. Indy has a much better defense. And it's like, if Dallas is just going to have the ball as many times as they had it against Indy, and they're just going to score every time, like, why can't their running backs? Like, why can't Pollard score t- twice and have 100 yards? Why can't Zeke, you know, score twice himself? I'm not playing Zeke, but it's definitely, you know, his 70 yards and two touchdowns is his ceiling. And that's, you know, that's 19 points. I'm not playing him for 19 points when it's his ceiling, but I mean, it is in the realm of outcomes for him to do that. Yeah. So. All right. 
I think that's all the running backs really want to hit on. So for me, I guess uh, I'll just say, you know, my top the the top three guys. I, I'm not going to mention them. Obviously, we already talked about them: Joe Mixon, Pollard, and um, Swift. And Swift. Are those are the three guys. But those are chalk, right? I think some under the radar guys. My favorite three under the radar kind of guys, a little bit, little bit lower owned, is going to be Miles Sanders. Is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. And it's going to be Deontay Foreman. I think those are the three guys that I'm looking at that are going to be uh, coming under own, I think, for me. Yeah, I like the Deontay Foreman call. I'm good with the Pacheco call. Uh, also good with the Miles Sanders call. And then, like I said, I would only play Dalvin in a game stack is how I, how I would do it. Um, it. And only if you're playing. I wouldn't play him with Cousins. I would only play him with Golf. If he's going to be projected low on, that's the only way I would play Dalvin. But I don't, I have zero interest in playing Dalvin by himself or even in a mini. Like, I just, I only want Dalvin in full game stacks. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's possible maybe he get there too, uh, help out a ceiling with uh, his ability, you know, his pass catching, maybe some pass catching work yeah. too. So, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and jump over to wide receivers. We can keep this thing moving. We're at, uh, let's go to uh, up top. We have Justin Jefferson, 9K. Feels too cheap. But Stefan Diggs is 8,300. A.J. Brown's 8K. Jamar Chase, 7,900. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the Sun God, is 7,800. C.D. Lamb is 75. DK Metcalf is 71. T. Higgins is 7K. And then our 6K range, you have Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, and uh, Garrett Wilson's 5,900. So where? We, so I'll start us off here. Where are we going at wide receiver? Is it crazy to think I'm more confident in Amon Ra hitting value than I am Justin Jefferson? I know he's 1,200 cheaper, but... Like I just feel like Amon Ra's role 
and and just their ability to get him the ball is just so much better and and the matchup is better uh than than what they do in Minnesota with Jefferson and I, and I know you know a lot of teams come in and take away Jefferson and the Lions did it the first time they played he only scored 4 DK points in <laughs> 4 DK points in in the first time that that they played and but he also has another game of 6 DK points it's like Jefferson has the ability to to score 45 to 50 but he also has the ability to completely nuke your entire roster uh if he doesn't do anything so uh, he's way more volatile than people give him credit for, and especially having a 9K price tag. So I, I ha- I'm not decided whether I'm going to end up on Jefferson or not. Um, the way that the Detroit was able to shut him down the first time makes me hesitant to click his name. But yeah, I, I think the highest highest price wide receiver that I want is Jamar Chase uh, in that in that Cleveland Cincy game at 7,900. Uh, he was three three yards away from the 100 yard bonus um, last week. He obviously has two to three touchdown upside anytime he steps on the field. Uh, so really like him. Now, obviously, Amon Ra, I already mentioned him. DK and Lockett, definitely like them as well. Even if you're not playing Geno, you can play one of them because of how concentrated that offense is. Um, Garrett Wilson's going to be popular. I, I don't know whether I'm going to get to him. Like I said, I think Buffalo's defense is getting healthier. Uh, and And they looked really good last week against New England. So... Garrett Wilson's probably going to be one of the highest known players on the slate. And I could see, you know, Buffalo looking to contain him and, and forcing the jets to beat them elsewhere. Um, and the other cheap pieces, like I said, there's Minnesota and Detroit has, has cheap pieces. Adam Thielen's only 4,900. Uh, DJ Chark is down there at 4,300. He's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a weird week for wide receiver because there, how many low total games there are uh, across the league. It's like, I don't really have any spots outside of the games that we already talked about at QB that I want to just attack one-offs because it's it's a lot of low low scoring games and usually the low scoring games tend to tend to push the needle towards running backs more than anything. Yeah, um, I do think. Okay, so one, I do agree with you with Amon Ross St. Brown. He has been much safer of an option. Obviously, you know, since really since the injury, he started to really come on. He has scored 30.9, 37.6 over the last few games. And he just gets absolutely peppered with targets. He sees end zone targets um, as well. You know, he scored, he's been able to score some touchdowns. But um, I, I do agree. I mean, I'm going to say Brown at $7,800 is going to be hard to get away from. I mean, I still think for what his upside or what his ceiling brings, uh, he can definitely uh, break that price uh, pretty easily. So um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about those guys. I do also agree on Jamar Chase. But – I think some of the other wide receivers that I do like, I still like, I really like Chris Godwin at $6,700. I know they're playing uh, San Francisco, but their defense, uh, their secondary is not something I'm as worried about. And he's just seeing so many targets at $6,700, 11, 10, 8, 13, and 13. He really kind of looks like he's back and he can hit a ceiling game. Uh, you know, he saw it a couple of weeks ago where he had 12 catches for 110 yards and a score. That is something that he can easily do. Last week, he had eight catches for 63 yards, didn't find the end zone. But at $6,700, I do like uh, Chris Godwin. And you know what? Honestly, if they would just take a shot, like I don't mind Mike Evans. Because one of the problems with with this matchup, I will say, with Shavarius Ward is Shavarius Ward is terrible against deep balls. Like He gets burnt. Like Former Chief, I remember watching him every week. And this dude just gets absolutely roasted deep all the time. 
It is thin because he's not seeing red zone targets. The team doesn't have any time to throw the ball. That's why we're not seeing deep targets. But uh, at $6,400, he is a player that that can break that, uh, that, that can kind of be a slate breaker at his price. He's got to carry no ownership. But it is a very risky uh, play. Um, and then from there, uh, I do like DJ Moore a lot at $5,500. Sam Darnold uh, loves DJ Moore. Uh, you know, in his first game with him this year, we saw him go out and have one of his better games of the season. Four catches, 103 yards and a score in that game for 23.3. So DJ Moore is 5,500. I think he is squarely in play. I think Jerry Judy is definitely in play, especially with Cortland Sutton likely to miss this week. Last week against the Ravens, he had four for 85 or four for 65, excuse me. Um, but now there's nobody else here to throw the ball to. I mean, yeah, Kendall Hinton and guys like that, but Jerry Judy, they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. Um, the Chiefs can, you know, get up quickly in this game as well, really forcing him to open up this offense more. And the Chiefs uh, can be had. Uh, the Chiefs have allowed the fifth most DK points to wide receivers this year. And so I do think Jerry Judy at, at a pretty low price at $5,400 uh, is going to be hard to get away from. And then uh, from there, um, you know, you mentioned Adam Thielen. That is too cheap for him in a matchup like this. The Lions and the really the Lions and the Vikings are both terrible against opposing wide receivers. The Vikings allow the second most DK points, and the Lions allow the fourth most DK points. So really, you know, if you're wanting to get different and stay away from the Justin Jeffersons or the Amon Ross St. Browns, I think it's 100% Adam Thielen. And then I also think that, you know, Maybe just getting a little bit crazy. You know, if you're playing in a larger field stuff, maybe taking a shot on a James Williams. Yes, he only played 10% of snaps last week. Yes, he only saw one target. But he is such an explosive player that if he house calls one for 70 yards and a score, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be able to get there at forty four hundred dollars. Yes, extremely thin. I I agree, especially with DJ Chark on the slate that's actually cheaper than he is at forty three hundred dollars, who had five catches, ninety-eight. But if you're just kind of wanting to get a little bit different in that game, I think that is a spot you can look to do so. And then I think Isaiah McKenzie is the other guy that I wanted to hit on. He's starting to get more and more involved in this offense, 15 targets over his last two games. Uh, and he, he does he is somebody that could provide a little bit of ceiling, especially with Sauce Gardner likely uh, looking, uh, probably doing some shadowing against Stefan Diggs. I think, you know, maybe they look to get the ball at some other uh, places. And $4,200, Isaiah McKenzie, I think you could look to go there as well. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't mention any of the uh, any of the Jags receivers, but the Jags receivers are definitely in play against Tennessee, who's been the biggest pass funnel defense this year. So Kirk at 6,600 uh, has a couple hundred-yard games under his belt, uh, including last week. And then Zay Jones keeps getting, you know, seven to ten targets, it seems, uh, over the last few weeks. So uh, he's under 5K once again, so he's firmly in play as well. Uh, he should he should play. He played with the same chest injury uh, last week. So, yeah, I, the Jags. I mean, if if Lawrence plays, I don't know. The Jags are that game is very very interesting to me. The Jags are going to have to throw to have success. That game is going to either be like a ten to ten to six game, or the Jags are going to push the Titans into throwing by having success through the air. And that game could turn out to turn into be a shootout because we've seen Tannehill. When Tannehill gets pushed, he absolutely can can put up points on the other side. Um, and and I'll, I like that game a lot more if Traylon Burks plays. But um, yeah, it's I, I I like the Jags receivers a lot too. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, he's not playing. He has not practiced at all uh, this week. Yeah, and it seems like con- like we saw it last week with Mixon. It seems like concussion protocol this this year has been 
a lot stricter on a coming back basis. We've seen, I think I've, since the Tua. I mean, since what yeah. happened with the Tua stuff. I think I feel like and they I feel like there's been multiple the guys. Yeah, I feel like there's been multiple guys that have missed a game after being concussed the previous week. Yeah, I mean, I think because uh, after the Tua stuff, they ch- they went in the player association, you know, the owners got together and they changed the protocol. So I think they made it much more difficult to come back from. So they're not just going to let these guys come right back. And Traylon Burks got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Whatever he got yeah. hit, I mean, he he got hit, he got rocked, uh, much like Juju Smith-Schuster did uh, a few weeks ago. So I do not expect him to play. Like I don't either. So if you didn't and you like that game, would you look at a guy like Robert Woods, who's forty five hundred dollars? I mean, I know. He hasn't really come through at all this year. I mean, his best game was, what, week four, where he had four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Like, do you have any interest in him, if, if you if you know, at all, or, or no? Honestly, how I would play that game is I would play mainly the Jag side. So I would play either Bethard or Lawrence, whichever starts, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, or yeah, I'd probably, that's probably how I'd run the Jags. And then on the other side, I would just play Oconqua. At tight end. Um, because like I said, if 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 the Titans are gonna have big plays to turn that game into a, like a, a big shootout, Oconquo is likely a part of that because of how explosive he is. And we've seen his big playability already. And he's got five targets in in back to back games. And now if Traylon Burks were to miss, and now this is a pass funnel defense they're facing. Um yeah, that's just that's probably how I would attack it. I don't know that I would go Tannehill. If, even if playing Tannehill, I would only play one pass catcher with him, and I'd probably just pair the tight end. Um, but if you made me choose between Woods and Westbrook Akeen, I'd probably say Westbrook Akeen. Just because I think he has a bigger playability. Robert Woods is just – I think he's just dust. Yeah, I tend to uh, agree with you there. Is there any 3K wide receivers? I mean, we have guys like you know Chris Moore, especially if uh, both the Texans starting wide receivers are going to be out. He probably steps right into a pretty big role in an offense where they're going to be playing from behind. He's $3,400. Uh, we talked about Cortland Sutton being out, so Kendall Hinton, uh, I think, uh, becomes a little bit more. I mean, he did only see one target last week, but you know that that was a completely different game script. It was a 9-10 to 10 game there uh, for against Baltimore last week, but um, this is going to be a completely different script. So he's $3,400. Like, are any of these guys down here, or are you just going to stay away from that and not go down this far? Or Elijah Moore is the other guy that I really want to Because I do think he is kind of interesting. He saw seven or six targets last week. Um, and I think he really – he plays a lot in the slot. And so I think if you're wanting to attack the, the, the Bills, I think going into the slot is probably where you're going to want to do so. And so Elijah Moore at $3,500 I think is kind of a uh, a good play as well. Yeah, he's fine. The only other name down there that I could maybe consider clicking on would be Deshaun Jackson against Pittsburgh. But we know Huntley prefers to target Mark, Mark Andrews as opposed to the wide receivers. But, I mean, Deshaun, you know, we've seen him. He's caught deep passes already this year. It only takes one for him, and he's 3,400. So, that's yeah. probably – and if you're if you were playing Huntley – I mean, you you probably just pair him with Andrews and not play both of them, but yeah, I think I agree. Okay, I think that's kind of the wide receivers that I would, uh, you know, that I that I really wanted to you know, highlight. Um, obviously, you know, I already talked about, you know, the Eagles guys. If you're if you're going with sack with Hurts, um, I think those those are the wide receivers that I really wanted to hit on the most. Um, is there anybody else you want to talk about? 
I will say Demarcus Robinson, that same that same team, the Ravens. I know I just talked about Deshaun Jackson, but Robinson has eight, four, nine, four, eight targets over his last five. Um, he's only four K. And we we mentioned that Pittsburgh is a better defense to throw on than they are to run on. So I mean that that Ravens Steelers game is another one, right? Like if 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 the Steelers are able to have success on offense and and the Ravens with Huntley are able to have success against that Steelers defense, I mean that's I don't know. That's an interesting game. It's another one that's just a lot of unknowns there because the Steelers have just not wanted to put their foot down on the gas this year. But I mean they have the weapons like Pickens if they start just targeting Pickens more. But you're you're just asking them to do something they haven't done. So, I think the game's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you have George Pickens that kind of complained after last week's game that he's not seeing enough targets. You know, he did he was only targeted two times last week, which is frustrating because I had a decent amount of George Pickens playing Atlanta. But um, so maybe you get a little greasy wheel narrative here uh, with George George Pickens, who's five uh, K. I think if I was going to pay play a Steelers wide receiver, it would be George Pickens mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I think those are the guys that I really wanted to hit on. Uh, Michael Gallup is actually coming in looking like pretty chalky, at least from where I'm seeing. Mm, uh, I'm out on that. Yeah, like I mean, I think he actually looked pretty good last week coming back, but kind of like we talked about, like, game script, I just don't think is going to be there. Like, we have to remember, like, that that Colts game, that Colts, uh, the Colts-Cowboys game was actually pretty close for a lot of that game. It wasn't until the what was the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, they scored thirty three points. points. Yeah. yeah, and so that's when they exploded. Uh, you know, kind of exploded the game open. Like I don't perceive that game, this game being that way. So I don't like. I like Michael Gallup uh, a lot, and I think moving forward, he could be a nice play. But uh, I'm not doing it this week. <laughs> I, I don't think you need to. No, I just don't see a way the Texans keep it close at all. Uh, I agree. I don't. I don't see uh, a, a way they do either. So. Um, I did just want to talk about that because I did notice he was pretty popular. So many people might. Yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah. Okay. So then I think we can just go ahead and jump over to tight end. You go with that? Yep. All right. So tight end, we have Travis Kelsey, surprise, surprise, 7,600. Mark Andrews, 6,500. TJ Hawkinson, 51. Patty Fry's 44. Dalton Schultz is 4,400. I don't know what he has to do to get priced up, but whatever. Uh, George Kittle, $4,300. Uh, David Njoku is 3,900. Dawson Knox. Dolcich is 3,400. Tight end. What are we doing? Well, as somebody who played George Kittle last week in King of the Beach and watched every every, uh, Brock Purdy pass uh, in that game not go to George Kittle, I will not be playing George Kittle no no matter how cheap he is. (laughs) Purdy, I will say Purdy, he loved to target um, McCaffrey. He was like his security blanket, so I think that's a lot of the reason why he didn't look at Kittle. Um, but he was he was forcing things into Ayuk and then dumping it off to McCaffrey, um, and he was not looking at Kittle at all. So I'm I'm out on Kittle. Um, it's but yeah, funny too though because the the Bucks are they allow the fourth most DK points to tight ends this year. So yeah, well Miami's like second most and third. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They did nothing again in that matchup last week, but. Uh, yeah, it's hard not to like Mark Andrews. I know he's 6,500, but uh, he got a massive boost when Tyler Huntley played last year. I mean, he was smashing like 20, 25 to 35 DK points every week with Huntley. So he would definitely be my pay up um, just because I think that game can go back and forth more so than the Denver-Kansas City game can. 
Um, so I really, I really like, uh, Andrews there. And then if not paying up for him, um, Hawkinson at 5,100 is definitely interesting. If stacking up Minnesota, Detroit, I probably wouldn't play him as a one-off. I think the only way he gets, gets you where you need to be is if he's scoring touchdowns and, and that's, you know, opening up, uh, that game to a shootout. So I would only play him if stacking up that game, but I do like Hawkinson. And then I already mentioned him a few times, uh, but $2,700 Okonkwo, who's probably the most athletic tight end we have on this slate. And this is the cheapest tight end we have on the slate in a pass funnel matchup against the Jags who are going to, and the Titans are going to likely be missing uh trail on Burks. So I think Okonkwo could have a long touchdown in this game, like 40 plus yards. Uh, it's certainly possible. He's uh, had uh, quite a few um, um, deep balls. I mean, he had what? One catch for 48 against the Chiefs. He had one for 41 against the, uh, the Broncos. Uh, one for 31 against the, the Packers. So it's definitely uh, in his um, range of outcomes for sure. And if he could just find the end zone, that would really pay him off at $2,700. But 41 against the Eagles last week, too. It's like yeah. he gets a 40, 30 to 40 yard play every single week. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is it's yards after the catch. It's not yeah, even just, you know, deep balls. And now he's finally getting targets. He got five targets in back to back games. You could definitely do worse for 2,700. Oh, for sure. It's probably tied in so goddamn volatile anyway. Yep. Um, so I think the one that stands out the most that's probably going to be the most uh, chalky is going to be Greg Dulcich because of their missing Cortland Sutton, and he's coming off a game where he saw eight targets, six catches, 85 yards. Uh, last week against the Ravens, the Chiefs do at times struggle against opposing tight ends, um, so it's not really a, a terrible matchup either. Um, against the Chiefs, again, game script is probably going to say that they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. But Greg Dulcich, he's thirty four hundred dollars, but he's going to be pretty chalky, so it's got to you know come with it with him. Um, I do kind of like David and Joku's thirty nine hundred dollars. I don't think anybody's really going to play him. He's gotten in back to back practices since missing last week, but um, it's, I think it's definitely in the range of possibilities. I mean, he's a guy that's been targeted a ton this year. He just you know has dealt with a few injuries here and there, but he's thirty nine hundred if you're wanting to pay down at tight end. Uh, and then I think Patty Fry as well at $4,500. He just continues to see a lot of targets as well each and every week. I think so. If you're wanting to pay down from the top two of Travis Kelsey and Andrews, who are both in play, um, I think that would where I'd go. And then Hawkinson surely is in play as well in that game. But um, paying down, it's it's going to be either if, uh, go with Greg Dulcich, decide to eat that chalk, go with a guy like Patty Fry or David Njoku are kind of the guys that I'm kind of taking a look at here at the tight end position for me this week. Sounds good to me. And then I guess I guess you can mention too, if for whatever reason, I don't think he's going to be practicing full. But if Cameron Brait were to miss, maybe you could look at uh, Kate Otten. But he got back at full practice today, so Brait just I don't, needs to not be a thing anymore. He shouldn't. I don't know why they don't just commit to Kate Otten uh, as as the full time tight end. So he saw ten targets last week, six catches for twenty eight yards and a score. So yeah, I think that's kind of the tight end position. Like I think it's kind of pretty narrow this week. I don't think there's a lot. Of of different options that I would be looking to go to, I don't know. Maybe Jordan Akins. I mean, he does see quite a bit of targets, but I don't know. I just think uh, I just think when you have Kelsey and Andrews on a slate, and Hawkinson who could score twice in that matchup, I just think getting going off really off the board at tight end just doesn't make sense. Like even like if you're playing a guy like Okonkwo who can you know house a forty yard forty yard reception. 
like at least he gives you a little bit of upside for his cheap price. But these other guys are just like, you're if they're scoring a touchdown, they're maybe getting you ten points if you're lucky. Whereas Andrews and those other guys can score twice and get you to thirty, and you're just so far you're so far behind if you don't have those guys. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to defense. What cheap defense are we playing this week? Uh, I like the Steelers at twenty eight hundred at home against Huntley. And I know we we kind of like that game from an offensive perspective, but I mean Huntley can make mistakes too, so they would probably be the cheapest that I would go. Not going back to the Jets, well, you can. I just think if I have the extra $300, I will. Because um, you remember week nine yeah, when they scored we 10 and they were, they were mid-price. Yeah, they were mid-price. Yep. I mean, you definitely can. The The challenge with this one is this one's on the road. Last yeah. one was at home. So in Buffalo is a lot more daunting of a task. Um, I guess Carolina's interesting, especially if Kenneth Walker sits. Because, like I said, I mean, we, that would I would expect Geno Smith to throw the ball more, but um, and and you know, while we like Geno Smith, I mean, this Carolina defense has played pretty solid over the last few weeks. We've only allowed ten, thirteen, and fifteen points. Now, granted, they they played Denver, Baltimore, and Atlanta, who aren't the best offenses in the world, but um, I mean, the Carolina defense hasn't been awful this year, uh, and they're they're near men price. So that would, if I was absolutely punting, I'd I'd probably play Carolina, um. But if I have a pick, it's the Steelers at twenty eight hundred at home against Baltimore, with uh, without Lamar. What about the Bucks, who's just a hundred dollars more at twenty nine hundred dollars, going up against Brock Purdy? They're interesting, but you start you start creeping up in the three K range, and I just want to click on the Cowboys. Thirty eight hundred. Your boy Turpin, and one day, man, he, he's gonna Dude, take one. I'm, I'm telling you, and, and when you play these games where the 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 opposing team just punts a lot. I mean, it's just more chances for him to house one. So he hasn't been as close the last few weeks as he was early in the season, but I think, I I think at some point, you know, he's going to house one. And I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones did it against Houston last week. So like I could see the the headlines. Now Houston gives up punt return uh, for second straight week for TD. If you're into those sort of things. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think I really have like a, a huge stand right now in any other defense that I like really truly stand out to me that I definitely feel like I have to get to. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird, right? Like, there's not really. I mean, there's some okay offensive spots, but then when we get to defense, we're like, we don't really want to play defenses either. <laughs> yeah, the slate is just kind of different, right? It's I yeah, mean, it's weird. It's just a weird slate. And I mean, I mean, I, I'm I obviously I guess we're done with the this this week, but you know maybe at least at least next week uh, we're gonna get some Saturday games next week. Oh, get, next week's slate is actually fun. I, I looked at it uh, yeah, briefly because you're gonna get you're gonna get the three Saturday games, which is good. I mean, not that they're excellent. No, well, actually, it's not terrible. Uh, I mean, you, yeah, actually, it's not bad at all. You get the Colts and Vikings. You get the the Ravens and Browns, and then you get the the Dolphins and Bills for the nightcap. That that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. After after getting Dolphins Chargers for showdown on Sunday. Yeah. So we get a nice little three gamer on Saturday, and then Sunday. I mean, we get the Chiefs Texans. I mean, the Chiefs are going to score ninety eight points against them, 
against that Texans team. But then you're going to get the Jags and the and the and the, uh, the Cowboys. That has a lot of fun. Uh, could be a lot a, a pretty good game. Yep. Um, Eagles, Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Jets, Steelers, Panthers, Cowboys, Jags, Chiefs, Texans, Cardinals, Broncos, Pats, Raiders, Titans, Chargers. Titans Chargers is interesting. I mean, you got Derrick Henry on one side, and then the Titans are just the absolute biggest pass funnel on the other side for the Chargers. So that that game could be nuts. Yeah, and they actually have all their weapons back. Mike Williams is back yep. practicing in full. So I mean, that's that is literally perfect script on both sides. I mean, Derrick Henry could run for two hundred yards, and it, it is December. So, um, and yeah, Bengals Bucks is the last one. So yeah, I think next week's a fun slate. Yeah, but we still we still need to build for this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's how excited we, we are for this week. We're lamenting over week 15 already. Um, I think it's probably a first. Anyways, okay, let's go ahead and build this lineup and we'll get out of here. So why, just go ahead and start us off. You know what? Let's get a little weird this week. Let's play Geno Smith. I like it. Let's go uh, DK Metcalf at 7,100. We can run it back with uh, Dante Foreman. All right. So that we got Geno Foreman and DK. 51 or 5,200. You know what? Fuck them. We're just going to go all out. Let's lock in. Uh, should we lock in Lockett and just go just go full on? I'm good with it. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go all in. We're just going to go Lockett as well. I definitely want. I think I want Pollard over Mixon. So let's go Pollard. Because let's say. Let's say Houston somehow keeps it close. I mean, then Dallas, the Dallas pieces become nuts, especially the especially Pollard. All right, well, I'm going to lock in DeAndre Swift in the flex then. Or actually, well, this is what I'll do because I don't like keeping him there because that game is at noon. So I will drop Foreman down, and I'll put Swift at running back, and I'll drop Foreman down. All right, let's play. Um... So we got a wide receiver tied in defense with forty one hundred dollars remaining. You want Thielen or Hawkinson as a run back for Swift? Go Thielen. All right, let's go Thielen then. So we're at defense. Let's just go with. You know what? I don't hate it. Let's just go Steelers at twenty eight hundred dollars. He's forty six hundred dollars for a tight end. I'd probably say Schultz of those. You could also do Cowboys D and Dulcich. Let's see if we choose Hawkinson. What's that wide receiver? Instead of Thielen? Yeah, we'd leave 4,400 at receiver. So that is... You got DJ Chark if we want. That he's thirty. He's $4,300. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, somebody I mentioned, he's forty two. Yeah, let's let's do that instead of punting the, the tight end. Let's, let's, uh, let's play the cheaper re- receiver and play Hawkinson as the Minnesota runback for Swift. And you can even, yeah, like you said, you can play Chark and even have a three-man uh, mini stack there with Chark, Hawkinson, and Swift or or McKenzie. I, I'd probably side with playing Chark for the correlation, but I'm good with either. All right. Well, now let's go with Chark. So, all right. So, this team will have $100 remaining. We have Geno, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, DK Metcalf, Tony, uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, DJ Chark, Hawkinson, Foreman, and Steelers D. How much is left on that? $100. Because you could also, just just thinking, if you wanted to, you could move Swift up, or, or 
Foreman's in the flex, right? Because you could just play DJ Moore over Foreman if you like DJ Moore more than Foreman as well. Yeah, no. As yeah, a run back. Sure. So there's there's definitely options there with that build. I like it. Let's lock that in. Lock that in. Uh, I got a couple little questions over here. Uh, Josh, Goff going to be off to well, uh, Yeah, very likely. Very, very well, well could be. Yep. Very well could be. Yep. Uh, that game is going to uh, – it's either going to make people a lot of money or it's going to break a lot of hearts. Uh one way or the other. It's the Lions has turned into what it feels like. Remember back in the day with the Saints, right? Uh the Superdome. Like that was Coors Field of, of NFL. Like this is what's turned into for the Lions as uh for this game. Anytime a game's you know uh, at home in Detroit, uh, these games just go off. So uh last week it's just the uh the Jaguars just could not do anything to you know get the ball going, but the Lions certainly did their part. So Yeah, I think Minnesota will have a better time. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johnson, do you guys think four or six teams is the uh, playoffs of 10 men? 10 men, I think it's four. I, I, I think it's the better way to go. Makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'd go four and go uh, go with two-week matches. Yeah, I, th- I like that too. There's nothing worse when you get in the playoffs and like you can have the best team in the league and you get kicked out over just some random week. That you- <laughs> yeah, like Josh Jacobs has 300 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walido, thoughts on this lineup: uh, Goff, Swift, CMC, Godwin, Amonrah, St. Brown, Thielen, Hawkinson, Chris Moore, and Panthers D. Okay, so that's Goff, Swift, Amonra, with Thielen, Hawkinson, run back. Godwin, CMC is a mini. I like that. With Chris Moore and Panthers D, I'm good. I'm good with it. I don't have issue, any issues with that at all. No, not at all. I personally would probably come off of CMC and would up Chris Moore with this extra salary. Um, but I do, I do think the CMC Godwin mini stack is one that will be low owned and uh, is definitely a, a solid way to go with Purdy at, at QB. Well, he is getting good at building these teams that are very correlated. How would you feel about? Because like I'm almost kind of like tempted to say like what dropping down from CMC to to like Mixon, and then you probably then could upgrade Godwin if you wanted to, or I don't know. Then I guess that doesn't really work. It's not really is it? He go play on the Brown side. I, mean, I guess you go Mari. Are you thinking? Um, are you thinking Mixon and Amari? And then upgrade more as well. Or if you really wanted to, you could you could uh, downgrade. You could go Mixon, um, or you could go Pollard if you wanted to with Chris Moore. You still have a little mini stack there between that game, and then you'd have a, quite a bit of money left over to if you wanted to, to upgrade Godwin to somebody else. You really could get uh, up there with a lot of the other elite wide receivers. Yeah, because if if Chris Moore is hitting, then that means the uh, like if he's optimal to be on a tournament winning team, I would definitely want a Dallas piece on the other side. So Pollard would make sense. And then you could, yeah, you could upgrade Godwin to, I don't know how much salary you have, but I mean, it should get you to like the Jamar Chase tier at least. May, might get you to Jefferson, but I'm not, I don't think so. That's that's a lot. It's a big gap to close. Just got to figure it out because we did the same thing last week. I better see it. So Swift. And then Mixon. Well, if we did Pollard, let's just see what that would look like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pollard. And Amon Ra and Thielen. 
and leave the other wide receiver blank. Or put just go ahead and put Chris Moore in. That's fine. Hawkinson at tight end. Panthers D. 8,500 is what you'd have remaining. Yeah, so you can play anybody but Jefferson. I'd be good with CMC. I'd be good with Chase. Hell, even yeah, or I mean, really, if you really wanted to, you could just you could really just keep CMC at that point, I guess. Yeah, play him down in the flex, and then yeah, you'd have Swift, Pollard, Alvin Arce, Brown, Thielen, Chris Moore, Hawkinson, and Panthers. I kind of I like that more. So you like you like the the Pollard? Essentially, you just like Pollard over Godwin in that in that build is what you're saying. Oh yeah, yes, yes, because that's the only swap we made. Because if you still keep CMC at 8,500 and you still keep more, you'd be pairing Pollard with more as opposed to Godwin with CMC. Yeah. Or like if you if you want to, like I said, you could, you could drop down further than that. And uh, then you could upgrade Chris Moore to somebody else. So I think there's a lot of flexibility with that. But yeah. I Either like way, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a well-built. So yeah, I think that's where we come in on that. So um, anyways, uh, I appreciate everybody uh, rocking with us in the chat. All the support as usual. Walido rocking with us in the chat. Walido also jumped on last night with us on our live stream on Wednesday. Um, nice. Uh, that that was good. Well, you know, you're going to be available one night, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll get you on for one of these shows uh, for one of our uh, DFS shows. We haven't. Had yeah, one. we had him on for one last year. We need to run it back. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll get you on, Walido. Let, let us know if you're maybe maybe next week. Are you available next week? I think it should be us. Uh, um. I don't know if we're really going to... Well, I guess we'll talk about it. I don't know if we're really going to get too far into the three-game slate or not, if we're wanting to do that or not. But um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But next week's slate does look uh, pretty tasty. I will say that. I do like that. Better than this one. That's for sure. Yeah, this one... um, It's going to be interesting. It's not uh, awful. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you on that. So, anyways... I hope everybody has a good weekend. Hope everybody wins some money this weekend. Uh, you know, get a little bit different out here in these streets, but uh, keep it locked in here. We'll be back again on uh, next next Thursday night. Uh, if you want to come check us out on YouTube, jump into the chat, uh, ch- chat with everybody. If not, uh, you know, um, we will uh, see you guys very soon next week for week 15. This season is flying by um, and really uh, some of my favorite times of the year coming up because we're going to get a lot of these Saturday slates coming uh, starting next week and then the playoffs is always fantastic for the first yep. two or three weeks of NFL DFS playoff stuff. So, and then we'll get NASCAR after that. So, um, oh God, <laughs> back, back to baseball and golf. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So anyways, hope everybody has a good weekend. Let's win some money this weekend. Have a good weekend. You can tell Bye. me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Big man, <laughs> treat you like your little man.
you can tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.